You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to BridgesNashville.com. Well, hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the Bridges Nashville podcast. This entire month, we're doing something just a little different. Uh, If you're with us on the weekends, you know that we're in a four-part series over January called Win the Day. This is a series that we're doing with National Community Church, our parent church in Washington, D.C., and Pastor Mark Batterson. So if you haven't checked out the book, if you haven't checked out the series, you need to do that. It has been life-changing. And so usually on Mondays, we broadcast a podcast broadcast a podcast that rhymes. And uh, that's usually our Sunday message. But since Mark Batterson from National Community is doing the Sunday messages, we decided to do a little side dish. And so during the month of January, we're doing a special series called Side Dish, where we're just talking about topics that we think are going to equip the saints. And today I'm sitting with our staff pastor, David Sawyer. Hey. And... uh, (laughs) Pastor David, you've been on staff since November, right? And uh, really a part of Bridges since the very first info session. Yep, I remember you walking <laughs> into our meeting at the Well Coffee House, decked out in Ohio State gear, and you are still decked out in Ohio <laughs> State gear. Um, but man, we we love Pastor David and Michelle. They've been a vital part of our team, and I think our best days are ahead. And so Pastor David's been helping us with our house church leaders, and he's preached, and he's helped us with our staff, and so just so many gifts. And I thought it'd be amazing to sit down today and talk about something that's close to your heart, how to live with passion. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> so for me, you know, when when, when we talk about living with passion, uh, it really, like about four years ago, mm-hmm. uh, my wife and I, we've been married. Uh, we got married in 1986, so we've been married a really long time. But we had walked through a really difficult, emotional roller coaster with one of our sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he had been in Afghanistan, uh, was a part of, you know, had been uh, an IED explosion. And so we are walking wow. through the healing process with him. And actually, we had resigned our church moved from Indiana down here to the Nashville area to help him. And after, you know, a long three year, little over three years of walking through that healing process with, which, you know, with God, he uh, absolutely, you know, restored him, which we're so thankful for. That's awesome. um, but my, my wife and I realized, you know, after all that emotional toll, uh, we just kind of, uh, kind of reignited the flame of, of, of passion. So mm. we, we had kind of, because we had been dealing with so much, we had kind of not really gone out, hadn't really spent a lot of time in that, in that way. Um, and so we, we started kind of dating again on a weekly basis. And I, I remember like a few weeks into it and I just felt like, I felt like I was 18 again, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, when you're, when you're 50, uh, at the time, what, 52 years old, um, I was just like, man, you know, I feel like I'm 18 again. And she, she kind of laughed and said, you know what, well, I've won if I can make you feel like you're 18 again. There you go. And, and it was, it, it really, it was about passion. And once, once I realized, I'm like, man, I, I've been living for a little while without without that passion, I said, I don't want to live another day of my life wow. without passion Yeah, because it, it changes everything. And, you know, I believe that when you look at the, uh, when you look at the character of God, I mean, God is a God of passion. Yeah. Right. 
he, he says uh, that, you know, he's jealous for us. Well, mm. that comes from his passionate love for us. And so because it's a part of God's DNA, right. well, we're made in his image, right? Mm-hmm. So that means passion is part of our DNA also. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, can you just like define for our listeners, like what is, what, when you say passion, living with passion, what does that exactly mean? Because maybe people listening might have a bunch yeah. of different definitions that they're trying to process right now. What does that actually well, mean? I, well, I think it's, you know, it, it's fervor. It's zeal. Yeah. Uh, you, you, um, you know, we, we talk about like the Passion Week, right? When Christ went to the cross. And why do we call it that? Well, because Christ was, was willing to sacrifice everything mm. for us. And, and so we, you know, passion is really that. He's like, what, what are you willing to sacrifice for? Yeah. And so uh, it, it's a complete, I think, a way of thinking, you know, mm-hmm. it's a mindset mm-hmm. and uh, it just spurs everything about what we do. It's just, and it's pretty amazing because it affects everything. And I think sometimes when we hear the word passion, we kind of think in a negative, kind of it negatively instead of right. in, 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 a, in a good way. Because I think like the scripture, I was thinking, you know, in Galatians 5, 24, it says those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions right. and desires. And so we kind of, sometimes in the, in the church world, we hear passion and we think, well, that's bad. You know, mm. that's the flesh. That's the, um, but it's really not uh, because when we, when we come to Christ, see, I, I think that, you know, we all have that in us. So you'll, you'll find people who like are so, you know, we, you laugh about Ohio State. Well, I do have passion for Ohio State. And you're willing to and, sacrifice and, and, for them, right? I am willing to sacrifice. <laughs> um, but you find some people, see, without Christ, uh, we, we put those passions in the wrong place. Mm. Um, and not that there's anything wrong with putting your passion in with football. But that's literally what a fleshly passion is about right. without Christ. Right, right. Without Christ, what it ends up is you end up, you put it in the wrong place uh, because everything's about priority. See, when, you, when you're under the authority of Christ, well, then those passions line up. Mm. Biblically, right. So, like, so your relationships submit to Christ, right? Exactly, right. So your so your 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 spouse, you know, that passion, you, the the correct kind of passion, passion for your uh, job, you know, the the things that you should have, have passion for uh, line up under the authority of Christ. Whereas when we're outside of that realm, well, then things get out of whack. Mm-hmm. So then you have the guy at the stadium all dressed up in, you know, the colors and, <laughs> and that, but that's their life, right? right they put right. all their passion into it wow. or, or even, you know, uh, alcohol or, yeah. you know, drugs, sex, you know, we put them in the wrong place, mm-hmm. but when it's under the authority of Christ, then, then passion is good. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, I was thinking about, you know, about passion and, you know, what, what it does for us. Why is it, why is it so important that we live a life of passion? And, and, uh, you don't have to look any farther than I think, you know, the story of David. Mm. So David, remember when he went up on the rooftop, right. And he looked out and he saw (laughs) what he shouldn't have been looking at. Well, if you kind of look at where he was at that point in his life, 
he what he just wasn't he wasn't living with passion. Wow. Right. It says when when you know when the kings normally go out to battle, right. David wasn't there. Yep. Right. Yep. And so without passion, uh, we become bored. Yeah. And and so David was bored. Wow. And so, and so, that's when you have your passions aligned with the wrong things, right? And you start to look for things to fill that passion tank. Mm-hmm. And unless it's in the calling and in the will and the passion for the spirit things, you're going to fill it with the wrong passions. And right. that's exactly where it, that's yeah. so good, man. Yeah. And so, um, so you you either without passion you get bored, or you burn out. So how many times as a pastor? You know, you hear people say, well, I, I'm, I'm burned out, Pastor. Right. You know, I, I, I just can't do this anymore. Well, it's because they're not doing it with passion. Wow. Right? And, yeah. so, and I think the same thing happens with pastors. So a pastor, after a period of time, if you don't do it, if you don't wake up every day and you don't do it with passion, you burn out. And you have to get away from it. And, you know, I, I think about even myself, like, you know, I pastored for 16 years mm. and, uh, and I, I know in the end, you know, near the end of that, I remember saying many times, like, it's not as fun as it used to be. Wow. And so you, and without passion, it's not mm. right. And then you get burned out. Well, and that just reminds me of Romans 12, 11. Here's the message version. It literally says, don't burn out. <laughs> Don't yeah. burn out. Keep yourselves fueled in a flame. Be alert servants of the master, cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians be inventive in hospitality. Mm-hmm. And burnout is one of those things that I think in our day and age here in 2021, we've got so many distractions, so many things vying for our time. And like you said, if it's not under the Lordship of Christ, we're going to be spending our time doing things that don't matter, that don't have eternal impact. Mm-hmm. And that's when you burn out. And there are so many things that can burn us out. And, and I, I've been there too. I mean, you know, I, I appreciate you being vulnerable and saying like, when I was a pastor, I got there because I've been there yeah. as a pastor on staff at church. And what happens is you've got to go back to your first love. Oh, yeah. You've got to yeah. remember, why are we doing mm-hmm. this? You know, this past week I was in Tampa hanging out with a bunch of church planners that are on that forefront of the journey. Mm-hmm. And it got me passionate because I remember when we were there six months before Bridges launched. And I was so full of energy and fervor and zeal and ready to get this thing by the horns. And man, my passion has been reignited over the last week. (laughs) Yeah. You need a reset sometimes. And sometimes that's stepping away, you know, from whatever it might be. Other times it's doing that. It's going someplace and getting kind of a uh, inspiration. Right. You know, I even think in a, in a marriage, you know, when, when you've been married for, for many years, sometimes looking at a newlywed and seeing that passion of a newlywed, it, it can reignite, um, in that, you know what, we were there, like we've been there, you know? And so I think it's, it's, I mean, all those things is good, you know? Um, so here's a couple things too. I was thinking about when it comes to passion and, and passion, there's, there's a, there's like three things that really, I think passion does for us. Hmm. Passion is the fire, right? That stokes uh, connection. Hmm. And so this isn't just about relationship. I think about in, in anything that you do that would be good under that authority of Christ. So in your, in your ministry, uh, in your job at, at, you know, at work, in your relationship with, uh, with your spouse, uh, passion 
is a fire that stokes connection and we need connection. Yeah. Like we need that, 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 you know, connectiveness, uh, no matter what it is, we need that in the church. We need that in our job. We need that in our relationship. Mm. And so, um, passion does that. The second thing is, is longevity. It, it's the fire that stokes longevity. Mm. Um, you know, it, once again, think about, I mean, all of that, you know, in, in, in ministry, you know, it's hard to stay, uh, at, at one place. And if you don't have passion, uh, you're not staying long, long term yeah. uh, in, in your in your assignment. And so, you know, you, I think about Tommy Barnett, all those years right. that he pastored, you know, out in at Phoenix uh, First Assembly. Mm. Like, you know, you don't get there. You don't get that long term or, or longevity without some passion yeah. for what you're doing. Passion for people, passion for ministry, you know. And it's interesting because I've known pastors who have you know, shepherded the same congregation of 50 people for 30 years. Yeah. And it's because they love those people and they're passionate to shepherd and they're passionate to be in their lives and be the hands and feet of Christ and help others discover their purpose. And I think that's a big thing in this day and age is that we always live in a, the grass is greener kind mm-hmm. of mentality. We, we, we always think, well, you know, I'm just not passionate about my job right now. So let me leave it and try something right. else. And that mentality is so dangerous because usually this is what I found. The grace that you end one season with is usually the grace that'll, that God will allow you to start the next one with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I good. always try to use the phrase, finish strong, finish well. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to leave a position or you're going to leave a city or you're going to leave anything, you want to make sure, number one, it's the word of the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, keep doing what he told you to do last until he right. tells you what to do yeah. next. <laughs> but you want to make sure it's the word of the Lord. And number two, you want to make sure that you always leave a good taste in people's mouth. Yeah. Never burn bridges. Never burn bridges. We're about building bridges. Yeah. We're about building bridges. That's true. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, that's the thing, yeah. right? So it's like, okay, that's great. Like, I love that longevity. It's so key, man. Yeah. And then the, the third thing is, uh, I, I believe that passion is also the fire that stokes creativity. Mm, that's good. And again, in, in you know, ministry, uh, job, your, your relationship with your spouse, uh, you, you don't stay married for, you know, we're 34 years, we'll be 35 years in January, in, January, in July. Um, you don't without some creativity. Right. And that's as, that's creativity and in, in, in how you you know, interact. It's creativity on what you do, you know, when you go out, um, you know, spend time with each other. It's it's figuring out how to do that. Mm-hmm. But you do it with yeah, and and I believe the Lord because we, you know, it falls again under the under that authority. Uh, the Holy Spirit gives creativity. That's good. And so we, you know, we just ask him like, oh, you know, like, what, what can I do? What can I, uh, you know, that might be that thing, you know, that, that creative nugget, you know, whatever. Mm. And, uh, I think same thing in ministry, uh, you know, if you're going to be long-term, uh, you need creativity. Yeah. And I think passion stokes that creativity so that you're doing different things because you can't do, and you know, especially now, you know, sometimes I feel like, man, you know, I haven't, I haven't pastored since 2014. Hmm. Uh, and some, I, I look at the changes in ministry in just the last seven years. Huge. And I think, my goodness. And so we have to have that creativity because everything is always changing right? and much more rapidly, it seems like. 
in today. So uh, it keeps things interesting, right? When you when you when you use creativity, it keeps things interesting. It keeps things flowing. Um, and so you know, so to me, like if you if you're not living with passion, you lose all of that. You right. lose the connection. You lose longevity. You lose creativity. Mm. And then what? You know, as you said, then you start looking in the wrong places. Wow. And uh, and that's never like you know you can't end well if you're looking in the wrong places. That's so true, man. And I even think, you know, as a songwriter, um, you know, when it comes to moments where I just haven't, you know, writer's block, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, like I cannot write a song and I ask the Lord, okay, God, give me ideas, give me a passion for this yet again. And sometimes, you know, in my 25 plus years of writing songs, I've just lost that fire. And so what do I do? I get around songwriters. I get around people that are going to make me better than I am. Mm-hmm. So that's when I start co-writing. You know, it's usually like I'll I'll start to write in groups and getting those ideas. Sometimes you just need that roadblock lifted. And so in your spiritual walk, if you feel like you're lacking passion in reading the Bible, hey, get around some people that you know read the Bible a lot. If your passion tank Mm -hmm. is empty in evangelism, man, get around some people that know how to spread the gospel. If your passion tank is empty in missions, go out and serve with some people. Come come with us and do a second Saturday serve. You know, it's like, I always think like when you get around people that are passionate about the things you want to be passionate about, it's only going to yield great results. Right, right. Uh, And I think that when when you when you're talking about like how do you how do you get that passion because you can live you can live without it like, right, you know right. we can live without it but, but how it's do like Braveheart every man dies not every man really lives <laughs> right but so we in a Scottish accent <laughs> every so, man dies <laughs> all right I'm really getting uh, on track yeah. but it, it's it, you're exactly right like like you said get around but it's also it's just doing like you know yeah. so so like in your relationship with your spouse or in ministry or whatever it's actually it's getting back to that first love mm-hmm. and it's doing it because uh because the lord then will ignite that passion and mm-hmm. next you know you're like you like out of the blue you realize you know, yes. Right. You know, and I have a passion for this. And the more you do it, the more passionate you are mm. about, you know, about doing it. Mm. And so it just feeds. It's that catch 22, you know, it just keeps on feeding it and feeding it. And so it just grows. Yep. You know? And yeah, I think you're spot on. You just need to sometimes step out and do it. Like it's because right now I'm in this phase where I know I need to get back into my workout routine. You know, and it's not like I haven't been doing anything, but like no one really wants to go to the gym. It's not, I mean, if if that's fun for you, tell me the secret because I'd love to have that. But here I am, I know that I need, and here's the deal I just need to do it. So tomorrow, mark my words, I'm going to get in the gym, I'm going to lift weights, and what it's going to do is it's going to remind me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I remember how this workout feels. I remember the sweat. I remember you know, the hard mm-hmm. workout, but then the feeling afterwards. Right. And I think that's the thing. You get into the flow, you break the roadblock and you just do it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing with, with spiritual disciplines as well. I mean, you know, we're in the midst of this 21 day fast and, um, you know, sometimes you just have to make the decision to do something, right? you know, and it's like uh, reading scripture. You know, I love that we're doing these reading plans every month now. And mm-hmm. it, it reminds me to stay in the word and that's a commitment to the passion. It's a commitment to stay rooted to the word of God so that we don't burn out, so that we don't get bored. 
And uh, man, such good stuff here. Anything that you want to share, just kind of closing out. I was thinking, you know, um, like you said about the working out, but here's the thing is when you first start, yeah, you're like, oh gosh, I don't want to do this. But once you do it for a little while, mm-hmm. you see the benefits. That's good. And then you're like, well, now I want to do it. Yeah. Even though you don't want to do it, you want to do it because you see the benefits. And so I think that's that's the way it is with passion. Like you may at first be like, huh, and you might be kind of doing it kind of like, uh, but eventually like you get into that and you see the benefits of mm. it. And you're like, you know, yeah, I can't, I'm not going to live another day without it. That's so good, man. I think this is a word for today. I think we have a lot of folks that are looking for a passionate lifestyle, something to really get up and get out of bed for. And you can't be more spot on than a life that follows Christ. It is anything but bored. I can tell you uh, (laughs) firsthand that a life that follows after Jesus, a life empowered by the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. living in your calling and your purpose and going after it, man, that is a life worth living. Amen. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.